You're listening to RPI Takes on the World. No, no, no. Take it again. It's got to be bigger than that. This is important, meaningful stuff. But it wasn't important or meaningful. It's just one man giving his opinions on whatever random thoughts enter his mind on that particular day. Ha, 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 ha. I'm dying. This is gold. Pure gold. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Friday, everybody. Um... If you're not listening to this on Friday, I'm recording it on Friday. And I feel bad for you because if you're not listening to it on Friday, it'd be cooler if it was Friday because Friday is just, you know, Friday's the vibe. It's the best day of the week, right? Of course it is. Sure it is. Why not? So uh, it's Friday morning. It's January 10th and when I'm recording this. And I'm excited because I've got my Chiefs playing on Sunday. It's the Houston Texans. I'm not sure what the title of the game is, but it's a playoff game. You know it. It's a t- playoff game. It's exciting. We had a good shot this year. Everybody looks healthy. Um, it's Friday. We're supposed to get some shitty-ass weather. Like here in Kansas City, it's supposed to get icy and nasty, so I'm going to hope that doesn't happen. But that nasty weather is not going to ruin my vibe because we got the Chiefs game on Sunday. Survived the first week of 2020, which I'm pretty excited about. And i got a few different things I'm going to get into you to today. Um, one of which is the, I guess, Prince Harry, is that his name? Prince Harry, Meghan Markle thing. Um, I also have some grammar pet peeves that I have to get to as well. Got to put some people on notice. People I like, people I care about, but people tried to step to me when it comes to grammar and that's just not allowed. But first I'm going to get into, I was, I don't know where I, I, I can't remember where I was. This dawned on me, but I was out and about probably like happy hour or something. And I ran into somebody and, and it, it, it came to me right now. Like, you know, the country is so divided, right? Everybody is like, oh, it's like left or right or whatever. Or, you know, and there's a lot of us in the middle, I feel like. But the worst thing I think is like, let's just say you're, let's say you're not at work with people, you know, or with your friends, or your family, but let's just say you're out and about. Like I said, you're like at a happy hour event or something like that. And you end up meeting somebody and they just rub you the wrong way out of the gate. Right? Like they're just, they're just, I, who know why, why are people annoying? They're a know-it-all. They're a one-upper. They're a close talker. They're a, you know, they're, they're, they're a middle manager, you know, you know, middle management, like you don't have to be an actual middle manager to be a middle manager in life. Like I put a whole group of people in that middle management category and it's no disrespect to middle managers out there, but I feel like there's just that, uh, that, uh, you know, anyway, the worst thing is when you're at an event or whatever, and you meet somebody that you don't know before, and they've already given you a bad vibe, and you're already like, oh, I can't stand this person. And then you find out that they're on the same side as you, like politically, right? <laughs> like, like it, it, whenever you meet somebody that's a total asshole that agrees with you about, you know, big level stuff, right? It just, it pains you. It's it's like a dagger because you expect people that you like to have similar thoughts or similar. Uh, yeah, I guess thoughts are like, you know, a similar moral compass or whatever. And you expect people that are complete douchebags to have the opposite moral compass of you. And when you meet somebody who's a complete douchebag that has the same, you know, stance as you on key issues 
it makes you step back a little bit, right? And it makes you sit back and say, oh, dude, you're, you're, you're bad for our brand, bro. You're bad for our brand because you're an idiot and you say idiot things and you say them in a way that's not likable and it makes all of us look bad when you're an idiot, right? And so that's, I think that's the hardest thing. Like if I meet somebody and I think they're a douchebag and it turns out I totally disagree with them, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, figure figures, right? But that goes to my, my, my next point, which is, and this is where I think, I honestly think the root of the problem that we're dealing with, I'm, I'm solving the world's problems here on a Friday morning, you guys, and you're part of it. So welcome. Thank you for listening. Um, I think the biggest problem we have is putting people in groups, right? Because it's hard. I mean, like I said, you can meet people and you're like, dude, I can't, I can't be around you. You're the type of person that makes me want to just never leave my house, right? There are those people, but more often people individually, when you sit down and talk to them, you end up finding out like, you know what? They're not that bad. <laughs> like that's, and that's the thing about the political thing. Like I, I'm, I, I'm definitely in the middle. But the reality of it is I don't subscribe to the idea that the people I disagree with are bad people. And I think that's the, that's the trap we've fallen into. And I feel like part of it's like social media uh, highlights it and the media in general, because they have to, right? They have to put people in blocks and they have to say, oh, you're a liberal. So you're this, 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 and this, and you're a conservative. So you're this, 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 and this. But the thing of it is like, if you sit down and talk to somebody, you find out you kind of all the same shit makes you tick, right? You do the same things for the same reason. You really, we all mostly want the same type of thing. And I feel like that's the, like, whenever I hear about somebody that's like a, like somebody that's like a hardcore white supremacist, right? It's like, dude, like really, like really, like really, you really think that white people are all good and that black and brown people are all bad. And I'll say the same thing about uh, the nation of Islam, you know, the extreme, the extreme group on the other side, the white devil, like we're, uh, we're all the problem. No, we're not all the problem. That's the problem. The problem is you can't just group people based on what they look like or whatever, believe all women? No, no, I refuse to believe all women. I refuse to believe all men, for, for instance. Like, that's the thing. Anybody that comes at me with the believe all women hashtag stance on anything, it's like I, I have the perfect person to introduce you to to completely dismantle that theory, right? Spent 12 years with this person. I will never believe all women. I will never believe all men. Right. And that's the problem. I also remember thinking like, you know, remember when you're in high school, like if you're, if, if you were in high school and let's just say you're a high school at like your, your high school hated the other high school. Let's just, we'll use Kansas city, for example. Like, um, I mean, I went to O'Hara high school, but let's just use two big schools in Kansas city that, that have a football rival, like blue Springs and rockers, right? These two schools hate each other. Right. And so when you're a high school kid and you're playing for your team or whatever, everybody that went to rockers is a rich preppy dick. Everybody went to blue Springs is a redneck hillbilly, whatever. Right. That's how, that's how you paint that whole group. But what happens is you end up going to Mizzou together. You end up going to college together. 
and you end up maybe joining a fraternity together. And then you come to find out that that rich prick or that redneck really has a lot more in common with you than you thought before. And you guys really aren't that different, right? And that's the thing. So whenever I, whenever I hear people like the whole tribalism, the idea of, you know, pinning your problems on a group of people and that, that look, you can, it, now you can sit there and say, uh, there, there are men's rights activists that are pinning all their problems on, on women. There are, you know, there are groups of women that pin all the problems on the patriarchy and it's all men. It's all, it's all white men. It's all straight white men. It's all, you know, and all of this. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, here's the thing about it. If it was that easy, we would have solved this problem a long time ago. If men were all the problem, they would have, the situation would have taken care of itself a long time ago. If white people were the problem and were all, were pure evil, it either, Either white people would have taken everybody else out because that's how evil they are, right? They were all thinking like Hitler and you would have wiped out the entire population of, you know, anybody else or the other people like the everybody that Hitler hated, the Jews, the Catholics, the blacks would have risen up and wiped out all the white people. So like I just am dying for us as a country to get back to the point where we quit focusing on large groups of people and we start focusing on the individual because that's what makes America. I mean, I wish I had, you know, I should play some music behind this, like, dun, 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 like, but that's what made this country great. The individual, right? The fact that a black man can become president or a white man, you know, a black man that you disagree with can become president. A white man that you despise can become president, you know? It's just, we've got to get away from that whole, if you voted for them, you're the devil. You know, hate has no home here. So you're saying, like, if you have a hate has no home here sign in your yard, you're saying that the people that didn't vote for the same person as you, they welcome hate in their home. It's idiotic. It's absolutely, absolutely insane, right? And so I'm going to dovetail out of that, that little topic and I'm going to go right into, I keep saying Prince Harry, right? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh boy. I, first of all, I'm tired of being told about these people. Why, why on earth do we give a shit about the Royal family? I don't understand. I don't understand. Like I can't imagine, like they're not even taxing us. Like imagine being alive in 1776 and not only having to hear about this idiotic bunch of people that did nothing but get born into the right family and then have to give them your tax money. I mean, thank God. Thank God those guys, they threw the T over, they did all the, all the shit, right? Paul Revere, the whole, the whole lot of them. Thank God we cut ties with, with that. So first of all, I'm just tired of hearing about it. I don't care. I couldn't care less. <laughs> We're going to talk about couldn't care less in a minute. Um, but I could not care less. That means I care zero because I couldn't care less about it. But I am so tired of hearing about this. But I'm going to use this story to make a point that I had to learn <laughs> the hard way. And again, every time I talk about this stuff, when I get preachy and shit, it's because when I was going through, like, I had a, I had a rough patch for about 10 years or so. <laughs> 
<laughs> but when I was going through and, and when I woke up from it and I pulled myself out of the matrix and I got back to real life, it helped me to hear people talk about them dealing with shit. And so I'm telling this and maybe, maybe you need to hear it. Maybe a friend needs to hear it, but here's what I'm telling you. If you are in a relationship, if you are in a relationship with someone and they are separating you from your family or your friends, you need to get out of that relationship, Harry. Okay. Let me turn into Dr. Phil for a second. Harry, what the hell are you doing? I mean, I don't, this Megan Markle gal. I, I, I'm like, I hate the Royal family. Not that I, I don't hate them as people. I hate the idea of the fact there's a queen and all the pomp and who gives a shit. Like I said, I couldn't care less about all of that. They don't do anything. They're impotent, but for some reason they're revered and all this other stuff. Right. But you're part of that. That's your family. And I don't care if, if you're, if your family is the queen of England, or if your family is, you know, Bob, the plumber, if your spouse, male or female is dragging you away from your family and is separating you from your family and is planting those seeds. Cause that's how it works. It's not fast. I mean, I don't know how long they've been together, but I promise you that Ms. Margle, Ms. Mar- Ms. Markle has been just, just nibbling away, nibbling away at everything that tied him to that family. And I, 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 you see it happen in your own life. You've probably seen it happen. If you haven't, you will. You'll see people that go down and they end up dating. If they're lucky, it only they're only dating the person or marrying the person that just, you know, treats them like shit and manipulates them and, try, and tries to turn them into something they're not. And all of that stems from insecurity on that part, on, on her part, on Megan's part, right? If she's separating him from the family, do I think he really has a problem with the family? Why hasn't he left before? Why didn't he move to Canada 10 years ago if his family's that bad? No, I don't think he has a problem with it. And I'm just like, I'm absolutely stunned and blown away every time I see this kind of thing happen. And it happens, dude, it's, it's sad. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you are in a relationship with somebody and you feel that happening, sometimes the, the problem is the good ones that are manipulating you. You don't feel it. And it happens so slow that you're not even aware it's going on. It's the boil, you know, the, the frog in a pot, you know, uh, if you slowly, if you put a frog in a pot of water and you just slowly turn up the temperature, it, it doesn't know that it's boiling. Right. And that's how a lot of, that's how abusive relationships work. And until you've been in one of those and experienced it, you can't believe that anyone would do it. But once you've been through it, if, if you do the work and you look at yourself and you say, what the hell was I doing? Why didn't I stand up for myself? Whatever. Then you learn to see those signs and you can see them everywhere. It's almost like people are wearing a sign on their head, right? Like that commercial with the credit score, people walk around like the credit scores bouncing above their head. Like you can almost, if you know what to look for, you can see warning signs really quickly. And I'm here to tell you leaving, uh, disowning your family, out of nowhere after being part of your family for X amount of years is 
a really big sign. Now, is are there issues with that family? Probably. Are they toxic? Maybe. Maybe they're doing the right thing. Maybe they were. Maybe the the royal family is terrible, you know? And maybe it's not Meghan Markle just isolating her husband from his entire life. But the fact of the matter is that isolation thing, it happens all the time. And it is, it's page one of the playbook when you're dealing with abusive people, right? And it's just, it disgusts me. And I, I hate to see it happen. And the fact that it's happening at that level is just shocking to me. Um, so that was, I, I just wanted to touch on that as they're just pumping this, this story everywhere. Like I, I, I don't care. I couldn't care less. And that brings me to my last little Friday topic. My very last little Friday topic. And that topic is my, I'm going to grammar police. I'm going to grammar police. So one of my, uh, one of the closest people in my life, right? My cousin, he li- he's one of the four people that listens to these podcasts. So God bless you for listening to it. But he's really like, my family is close. We had nine grandkids and he and I were the only two boys. He's a couple years older than me. We played high school football together. He's like a brother to me. And so I always get little text messages after, after I put out these podcasts and, you know, with feedback and and whatnot. And and it's, it's all, it's fun, right? It's, it's funny. But yesterday he listened to the podcast that I did, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day I did early this week. And I, I don't know when I said I couldn't care less, but it's one of my favorite sayings. I, I, it's probably a crutch. I probably say it too much, but he texts me and he's like, you're wrong by the way about couldn't care less. It's I could care less. And here's the thing. Like I can be stubborn about certain things, but for the most part, I don't, I I think I'm pretty self-aware and I, I, if there are things that I don't know much about, I don't argue in behalf of those things, right? Like the music business, I know pretty well. And so if, if there's a conversation, I have a pretty good idea of like how things work, all that stuff. And I have ideas based in experience, right? So it's not like, but if somebody were to talk to me about like, um, let's say I was, uh, I was just starting to learn how to like, I, do, I don't know anything about cars, right? So if somebody was like, Hey, you know, this like a V six is better than a V eight and this is why, or whatever. I'd be like, Oh, that's interesting. But I don't, I don't, I would never argue if I, if I thought differently, I wouldn't go to go to bat on a topic that I didn't know a lot about. But if I do know a lot about something, and one of the things that was just always easy to me was like grammar, English, things like that. I will absolutely go to town about that because not only do I, it, it, it drives me crazy how much, how many people butcher the English language on a daily basis. And again, living on the internet, you see I just see tons of it. I see it everywhere. And there's a handful of things that I'm going to go ahead and touch on right now. Now, first of all, I'm going to touch on the could, could care less versus couldn't care less. Now, if you do a Google search, because I did one last night after this conversation, you'll find out that like Miriam or whatever, they're like, you know, the actual phrase is couldn't care less, but people have been screwing it up for so long that could care less has become accepted and people take it to mean couldn't care less, which is absolutely insane to me. 
And it drives me crazy. I should also let you know that even though I spend way too many hours online, I do not correct people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, when they pepper my feed with this awful shit, (laughs) with this abomination, when they're just aborting the English language in front of me. I'm not the guy. It's like, actually, it's not should of, it's should have. I just roll my eyes and think they're an idiot and go to the next post. I don't, I don't call them out, but I will absolutely call out my cousin on this podcast because he came at me hard last night via text. And I'm here to tell you right now, let's just talk this through. And, and that way you can, you can act like a snob when somebody says, I could care less. You can say, actually, it's, I couldn't care less. Because if you could care less, that means you still care. It's that simple. If I say I could care less about the royal family, it means I care about the royal family. If I were to say I couldn't care less about the royal family, it means I don't care about the royal family. I couldn't care less about them. I don't know how to make it any more simple than that. And just because people have been bastardizing this saying since God knows when, and the dictionary and the internet accepts it, be better than that, right? Be better than the gap, okay? Don't say, don't, don't say it and don't write it. Don't say, I could care less. I couldn't care less. Just do it right, just for you, just because you want to do the right thing, right? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off a few other of the things that I see everywhere. I got three more, one of which I already, I already touched on, but I'm going to hit it again. Should have, could have, would have, which is people spelling out the contraction of should have, could have, would have, right? But they're spelling out should of, should O-F, as opposed to should dash V-E. It drives me insane. And it's really difficult because I enjoy one of my favorite things on Twitter is watching the Chiefs game on Twitter. Like I watch the feed and I watch the game at the same time. And I'm here to tell you, man, especially athletes. I mean, those guys, I know they're paying people to take their their spelling test since they were in third grade and could run faster and jump higher than everybody. Like I understand that. But following like some of these guys on Twitter, I'm just like, dude, you are so like, God bless you for being able to catch a football because you wouldn't last for five seconds if there was any written component of your job, right? So if, if, if like should of, could of, would of, let's just make it an effort. The, the nine, of us, nine of us, the eight people listening to me, let's just stop. It's going to start with us. We're just going to, we're not going to call people out publicly on social media, but when we make statements, we're going to do it properly. And we're hopefully people are going to catch on to it. The other thing that I see on social media just a ton. And it's, it also drives me crazy is when people spell lose loose. Like, um, I don't want to lose my mind. They spell L O O S E. I don't want to lose my mind. I guess according to Merriam's dictionary, so many people are misspelling this shit. They should just change that too. No, no, we got, we can't, we cannot as a society, we've got to hang on to the separation of lose and loose and that on social media. And the last thing that I'm going to touch on grammar wise is, uh, especially versus especially or espresso versus espresso. 
I, the especially thing, it drives me insane. There is no X. There is no X in especially. So stop saying especially and really don't ever write it down. Don't ever write it down. Also, have a good weekend if you listen on Friday. If you listen to it on Monday, have a great week. I don't know. What can I tell you? Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Just rambling on about nothing. Um, the name of the podcast is RPI Takes. You should know that because you're here. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at RPI Takes. The website's RPITakes.com. If you like this, please rate it, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about it. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to RPI Takes on the World. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. 